You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for all things Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, Kylie. Hey. And Tiernan. Hello. And we are doing a Know Thine Enemy on Elrond in all his forms. And I think we'll start it off with Tiernan, with the original Elrond. Is that right, Tiernan? Yeah, yeah. Well, I may as well start with him. Uh, so he's uh, an elf, funnily enough. Uh, movement of six, pretty standard. A fight value of six, which is very nice. A shoot value of three plus, though I don't think that's actually relevant in any incarnation. No, he's got nothing. He can't shoot. A strength of four. The original version has a defense of seven, but the Hobbit version, his heavy armor is optional, I believe. Mm-hmm. Three attacks, three wounds, a courage of seven, uh, three might, three will, three fate. And he comes with an elven blade and a magical ring, which gives him the ability to re-roll fate rolls. And he's also got a bit of terror, woodland creature... And a couple of spells as well, which is nice. Uh, renew on a 3+, plus and uh, everyone's favorite, Nature's Wrath on a 4+. plus. So immediately you can see there's a lot going on with Elrond. As well, he can also take a horse for 10 points now as well. Yes, yes, you're, you're definitely right. Yeah, so he's got a, well, a couple of options. You can take him with or without the arm, with or without the horse. But you can see there's a, a lot happening within his profile. He's pretty big, he's pretty strong, he's pretty bulky. And he's got a couple of really nice spells. Yeah, that too. But only three will. Only three will, yes. So he can only cast maybe a couple of spells, although... We'll get into that. We will get into the next part of him. Right now I'll go into his most recent profile. Good. Which is Elrond, Lord of the West. He is exactly the same as his old profile, which Dean just mentioned, except for one difference. He gets another special rule called Champion of the Free Peoples. Elrond, Lord of the West, may call a heroic strike every fight phase without expending a point of might. Very, very nice special rule. Yeah, especially with that fight six and the elven blade. Yeah, makes a minimum fight seven, so... Unless you faint, for some reason. So it's interesting that they didn't take this opportunity to do anything drastic to his profile. They've just simply made him a bit better at fighting. Really? That's all, isn't it? Which I'm kind of disappointed with, because when you look at Galadriel, they sort of gave her this, like... Both spellcaster and combat crazy lady, but but for the mo- most of the White Council, like a super spellcaster. But, but even Saruman only was given the one extra rule, and it's just all of them seem to have oh, had a little buff. Except he got for way more than just one little extra rule. Well, it's one extra rule. It's a really really good. He got oh no, you're right. Magic. You're right. He he got resistant he got magic his spells and spells changed, yeah. and he got that Lord of the Starry. Anyway, that's another thing for another time. Shall we talk about his uh? His most interesting profile, I think, which and is... my favourite pro- profile. I think it's called Master of Rivendell, is that right? Uh, yes, yes indeed it is. So, uh, very similar. Uh, so, fight six, strength four. Only a defensive four this time. He is in his uh, pyjamas. Uh, three attacks, three wounds, courage seven, three might, three will, three fate, elven blade, and his special ring again. He also got terror, woodland creature... Foresight of the Eldar. Before the game begins, roll a d6 and make a note of the result. These are Elrond's foresight points for the remainder of the battle. Elrond can spend these points in the priority phase after both players have made their priority rolls. 
For each foresight point expended, Elrond can alter either priority roll by plus one or minus one to a minimum of one and a maximum of six. That's not even uh, the end of his changes. He's got a slightly different spell list. He's got Renew, as before, on a three plus. But his Nature's Wrath has been upgraded to the Wrath of Bruinen, who's apparently more powerful than Nature, uh, which is very similar to Nature's Wrath, but inflicts a strength to hit on all models affected, or a strength 8 hit if they are in a stream, river, or other similar water terrain feature. So apart from the water terrain feature effect there, I believe that's the same effect that you get from a channeled Nature's Wrath? Correct. Uh, isn't the channel Nature's Wrath a strength 3 hit? No, strength 2. Oh, it is strength 2. Okay. Yeah, so you could look at it as a couple of extra free might points there, if if you were going to use that that way anyway. Probably not, but it's still handy. And uh, a lot of the boards that we certainly use around here tend to have water features. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he's mo- that ability will mostly be used as a threat, n- not used um, in-game as much. So if you happen to hold a Ford, you could uh, say your, your opponent may want to try and cross in the water. You just bring Elrond up and you're like, nope, you aren't crossing here. Try somewhere you else. You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to uh, say that. Oh, no. Uh, I, I feel like we should mention the uh, foresight of the Eldar ability a bit more because that's probably uh, his most interesting rule. Yeah, certainly. Mucking around with priority is always fun. Mm. I've taken this once up to Sydney and I was very unlucky that I rolled really, really low Blaming in the all dice. four of my games. I rolled a one in my first game. I rolled a two in my second game. I rolled a three in my third game. And I rolled a increase. one again in my last Aww. game, unfortunately. So I rolled really below average in these. And yet, all four of my games, I still managed to get one clutch priority to change in my favor. I think, in particular, I was playing whole ground, the one where you got to run to the middle. In, I think it was round two, I used both my four sight points on that turn to lose priority, and I basically won the game because of it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely huge. Priority has such a massive effect on the game, so it's great to see a model that actually makes use of the priority phase. I think there's only maybe one other that I can think of off the top of my head, which is the Two. Uh, newer Balin. New Balin and um, Saruman. Ah, yes, the other, yep, that Saruman. The one that just simply takes it. Yeah. However, uh, it, it is pretty random, so it's going to be um, you know, of limited effectiveness, especially since you're paying uh, a bunch more points for this version of Elrond, and he's got such lower defense. I think um, the priority rule for Elrond in this is still extremely powerful. Even if you roll the one, you can still do a lot of little tricky things with the one, such as making your dice roll go down one to equal priority, or even on the first turn, force a re-roll. If you say roll one higher, run less than your opponent. There's so many little things, even just with being able to change a priority roll just by one pip. Oh, yeah. That, just that, by that, one that's, pip. That's still so really much. important. But is that random roll worth the extra 35 points and the loss of three defense? Yes. I think so. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think you're going to get at least one use out of it each game. If you roll a six, you're going to get a lot of use out of it. I've, and I've never who rolled, has priority is going to have a massive effect. I've never rolled a six, but one game I have rolled a five. And in a clutch turn, I used all five of my points to change, I think it was my opponent's four down to a one and my one to a two and completely shift priority yeah, wow. around. And a priority that he thought he had one and was planning to like do all these things completely turned it on his head. 
So if you can get, say, a four or a five, or just a four plus in general, hell, I would even say a three plus, you've got one turn where you can really swing the priority into your favor. And this is a game where one turn can win or lose you a game. Yeah, but but you still need to roll that three plus. That's for it true. To be really That's true. helpful. An interesting use. Uh, in high ground, I believe if you draw priority, there's no shooting that turn. So you might want to <laughs> make it a draw if you're being outshot to give you a chance to uh, run out in the open that turn and get up onto the hill. Yeah, that's another good yeah. thing you could do. Or, or or you could stop the draw if your shooting's better. True, yeah, that as well. Yeah, And claim priority at the same time. Or lose it if it becomes more advantageous to lose it. Yep. And I think that's where his rule shines is there's a few times in a game where You'll want to lose priority. You don't want to act first. You want to see what your opponent da- does. You want to be able to react to their movements. And El- this Elrond does exactly that. It's not as random as Barlin's shift in priority. And Saruman can't lose priority if he wants. Elrond's the only one who can really control it if he needs to. Oh, uh, a quick question. Can you use Elrond's foresight points if he's not on the board? Yes. Because it says that Elrond uses them. But does that mean that uh, if he dies, you can still use them? I wouldn't think you can use him if he's dead, but if he's not on the table, say, waiting to arrive as reinforcements, like how you can use might to alter your your role to come onto the table, I think you can use his foresight points if he's not on the table. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it's a l- little unclear, you know, as uh, Games Workshop uh, tends to do with those kind of rules. Uh, Fella should probably mention it. So there is one more version of Elrond in uh, the Hobbit book. Oh, that's basically the same as it is, the it original is, Elrond. But we I, need I to mentioned... get around to the uh, particular use of that Elrond, which is with a special model that comes with him. Oh, we're to- you want to talk about Lindy? I want to talk about Lindy. Let's talk about Lindy. Well, Lindy doesn't just affect. So he generic... affects all of them. He affects all of them. It's Elrond. <sighs> just because you're Elrond, Master of the Rivendell, or Elrond, Lord of the West, does not stop you being an Elrond. Or does it? No. No, all Elrons <laughs> are Elrons. Yes. So we'll give a quick little mini no-thine on Lindy. Lindy is a fight 5 elf hero with strike 4, defense 4, 1 attack, 2 wounds, courage 6. He has 1 might, 3 will, 1 fate, and carries an elven blade. He can take a horse and heavy armor for 10 points each. But he has two special rules that are very, very powerful. And he comes in at 60 points, by the way. His first is Song of Elbereth. When he moves, Lindy may sing the words of a beautiful haunting song. All friendly models within six inches of Lindir, before he moves, gain the resistant to magic special rule until the end of the turn. Now, if you have Elrond or just any model in your army against a heavy spellcaster army, that is very, very powerful. Especially when you take into his second special rule, which is... Hang on, just to stop you there, was that all friendly heroes or all all friendly friendly models models within six inches? Because that affecting uh, basic infantry, who would normally not be able to resist spells... Could yeah. be huge, even just against a, a spellcaster light army. Yeah, it's pretty massive. Yeah. yeah. But the reason why he's resistant to magic rule is so useful is because of his second special rule called Wire Council. If Lindia is within three inches of Elrond, Elrond may spend a single point of will per turn without deducting it from his own store. Elrond may even do this if he has no will points remaining, which is crazy. It, it makes Elrond much more of a spellcaster. Yeah, he's almost a wizard. A pseudo-wizard. Yep. With three attacks. Mm. Yeah, very nasty. Very nasty addition to his arsenal there. Yeah, because a couple of times I've seen it. Elrond go down, goes down to zero will. Lindy is nearby. He gives him resistance to magic. 
gives him the ability to drop a free nature's wrath on a four plus, and then he's able to still shrug off spells and go into combat and grind. So yeah, he can only be taken in the uh, Knights of Rivendell list, is that right? Correct. So, and you can only take Elrond mounted on a horse in the Knights of Rivendell list as well. So I can only see a a couple of different ways in which you're going to use that. You're either going to go the Orcav, which is one option of doing it, or you might just take Lindia as a allied hero and take him with one of the other Elrons and use him that way. Yeah, the pseudo independent character. Yeah. I've actually done that uh, with um, my my Elrond list with the Foresight points. So taking the Foresight Elrond, taking a army of, you know, basic Rivendell, and then taking Lindir as a independent and, you know, really buffed up the main elf list. And, and he's pretty cheap too, so that it's a pretty easy thing to just uh, tack him on. Yeah, he still has a point of might. He's still an elf with an Elrond blade. He's still a standfast. He still gives a lot for 60 points. It probably might be a little bit much, you know, just attack on a free point of will to Elrond, but you can get uses out of him if you're smart. So uh, do do we want to talk more about the uh, different types of Elrond? I think we should talk about his nature's wrath and his spells because we've talked about his priority rule, we've talked about that, but we haven't really talked about his combat effectiveness and his wrath. Well, he's three attacks, three wounds at fight six with an Elven Blade. So that that should be pretty much self-explanatory for uh, how good he is in combat, especially if you put him on a horse. Yeah, I think he's your standard three 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 hero, isn't he, in terms of combat effectiveness? Obviously, the nature's wrath is going to give a buff to the entire army, but as for his own abilities in combat, it's, it's pretty similar to a lot of those units that we've talked about before. And, and he's surprisingly tanky with uh, the Ring Villia which allows him to re-roll fate, except for the Master of Rivendell, who's just so damn flimsy. He still has the yeah. ring, doesn't he? Yeah, he still has the ring. Yeah, he's just lost the but defense. But he's, he's defense four, so he's going to be mm. taking a lot of wounds if he loses a combat. If you have the option, take him up to defense seven. It's just It makes him so much harder to kill. It's definitely worth it, I would say. I think having Nature's Wrath in his arsenal makes him so much stronger in combat than a normal 3-3 hero with three attacks because you can then go in drop the nature's wrath put everyone on the ground get the double strikes pull off a heroic combat and then go into another two it basically gives you sort of the effect of a horse which is so powerful in a high elf army or or, or you could just use it to um draw out points of will so that the um other elven spellcasters such as uh, a stormcaller could uh, just throw him backwards I think you'd probably Sorry, do it the backwards. other way around. I think the Nature's Wrath is the one that you definitely want to have. You, you, you could do it either way. I, I feel like we should probably talk a little bit more about uh, Renew, because all the times I've seen Elrond, I've never actually seen him cast Renew. I think the problem is, with Nature's Wrath, you, you can use that in so many different ways, like offensively and defensively. But but Renew is... It, it's really nice. It, it feels like Renew is not really necessary. It is nice, and... I've used it once sort of with an idea in mind. In one particular game, I took Irestor, which is the three fate defense, seven, two wound elf character guy who's really tanky. And I thought, I've got Master of Rivendell and I've got a Lindir in my army. I can do something with this. So I had Lindir giving Elrond the free point and had Irestor tanking a troll chieftain. And, you know, takes two wounds, cops one, fates the other, healing back up. And just kept healing him back up, and he tanked the Troll Chieftain for, I think it was a good five turns. Can Elrond wow. heal himself? Yes, he can. Okay. I believe so he can heal with 
when you're onto yourself. However, I believe if he takes a wound, uh, in most of the scenarios, you are giving up a victory point if your leader takes a wound, and he will often be your leader due to the fact he has rerollable fate. Yeah, the only um, time unless you've probably... taken the Master of Rivendell, in which case that defends four. I would still take Master of Riven- Rivendell as, as a leader. leader. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Even even above, say, your Arrestor or your um. Purely your... because of the rerollable fate, it is pretty pretty easy it's for you good. to avoid giving up a wound. That said, it's much yeah, easier. It's much point. harder to beat an Elrond in combat and actually take wounds than it is to beat, say, an Elf Captain yeah. in combat and take wounds. Even one of the twins, which I've seen Elrond quite frequently being run alongside. Mm. Fair, fair point. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, all of the different models that have been made for Elrond, varying in their uh, likeness to uh, a certain actor who was in the <laughs> Lord of the Rings movies. Which we have totally seen at some point. Yeah, we totally seen those movies and read those books, all of them. I read we... the movies of the books. All of no, those. the books of the movies. I, I can speak, edit the, that out. Yeah, those. We might have read the scripts too, who knows. So anyway. my, my favourite Elrond... Uh, out of all of them, is probably the original one, to be honest. Really? Yeah, the original one, just with his sword, he's having a good yell. He looks like he's about to go kill some guys. I like him. Yeah, it is a it is a nice model, and um, he's got a really good likeness to that certain actor. And you... We can say his name. <laughs> I think it's okay. Hugo Weaving is the actor of, uh, who plays Elrond from... I think he's from New Zealand, isn't he? Mm. No, Let's just say Hugo he... Weaving an Australian? Uh, he might be half and half. He, he's something. So, what's your favorite model then, Tiernan? I am a big fan of that model, that that original one. I also actually really like the um led the latest one. Okay, yeah. Actually, the one I just I I, I do not like the Master of Rivendell the model at all. It's both Elrond's in pajamas are quite. He's in his pajamas. Suspect. He should just go home. Even the new one from the White Council little box set where you got. I didn't find to. It's better than the original Master of Elrond pajama one, I think. But um, my favorite is actually this is that four model White Council set. Yeah, yeah. I actually quite like him on mount, mounted on horse. I think that's a very nice model as well. The one on horse. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, yeah. No, I I really do like the. It was the uh, unexpected journey, Elrond. Oh no, those they both came out uh, just mm-hmm. after unexpected journey, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But you would use that other unarmored Elrond as the. Master of Rivendell model, wouldn't you? Yes. Most likely, yeah. It certainly looked a lot better than, I don't think we talked about it that much, but the original Master of Rivendell model. Yeah, that, that's the one I was saying I did not like Which at I'm all. 99% certain that Gary Morley sculpted is not great. It's, uh, he, well, he also made the original one apparently too, so. But, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, Master of Rivendell model, no thanks. So, uh, what would be his uh, his weaknesses? Do you reckon? How, how should we play against him? Well, like any elf hero, you want to hit him with something big, probably bigger than a big elf hero. Yep. Yes, really big. Morgoth would probably do it. Well, Sauron himself. Oh no, Sauron's not big enough. I think Elrond. You need to isolate him from his army somehow. Either compel him forward out of the lines, with all or, that resistance um, to magic. You just need to find a way to separate him from the army. Either kill the models around him. And then try and take him down or try and force him out. Because he's one of those few models that even if you put a troll chief into him, he's still going to survive. Even if you put something even bigger than a troll chief, like a dragon, into him, there's a good chance he's going to survive. You need to hit him 
when he's trapped and surrounded so that other elf heroes can't come in and save him because his defensive stats are ludicrous. If he strikes up and one of his profiles can actually do that for free, he can quite easily win the combat with three attacks and three points of might. And that elven blade. And the elven blade. And he has a wrath to put everyone on the ground around everyone onto the ground around him. So you need to isolate him. I think he is one of the models that isolating him from the rest of the army is the thing you need to do. It is like, that's how you beat an Elrond, is separate him from the army. Don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's Spectres. I don't care if it's a Ring Wraith. I don't care if it's a Hell. Get him away from his elf bodyguards. I actually played a game against my cousin, who's a bit of a Lord of the Rings noob, but he, he enjoys a small game every now and then. And he took Elrond and a smallish uh, elf army, and I had Eastlings, and I thought, ah, oh, this should be pretty fun. I wiped him out, of course, pretty comfortably, and had already won the game, but he's like, oh, let's, let's just play it to complete wipeout. Let's play it to zero models left on the board. He still had Elrond. He broke me by one model. That was the last model that any of his elves killed for the game. All of my Eastlings ran away before I could win a combat against Elrond. Every last one of them. So it just goes to show, he is tough. He does not die easily. Yeah, it's t- it takes a serious effort to take him down. He is one of the hardest-hitting heroes in the game. He's one of the tankiest heroes in the game. And one of the best supporting heroes in the game. You put all those three together, and you get a recipe for unkillableness. So, spellcasters, ringwraiths. I wouldn't say ringwraiths. I actually think putting a monster into him. And hurling him back through the lines. If you can win the combat. Yeah, Troll Chieftain with two might. You should be able to get one heroic combat off and throw him backwards. Also should be pointed out, if you can get rid of Lindia, you're removing a lot of his magical capabilities there. And Lindia is a lot easier to take down than Elrond himself. Also, one other thing I think we forgot to mention as well is one thing about Nature's Wrath that you need to watch out for is water features. Aside from Wrath of Bruin and doing a strength 8 hit, if you're in a weed water feature, you really don't want to stand near water if there's an Elrond, because he will knock you down in the water, you will be taking swim checks, and you will be jumped on by elves while you're taking those swim checks. And if you're anything like us, uh, dear listeners, then you will fail those swim checks at every possible opportunity for all of the most important heroes. Everyone will drown. Great times had by all. (laughs) So, another thing that I haven't really touched on is uh, Elrond is terrifying as well. So, it's really hard to, to get to grips with him. Yes, that's why he's so often used as a leader in an yeah. elf army. Yeah. It is, he has he everything is... he needs to not take a wound during a game. Yes, yes. which is why you Except for the Master serious... of Rivendell, because he doesn't have a high defense. Ah, oh, he's fine. Defense 4 is fine. <laughs> no, hence, hence the reason why you need a serious, and I'm talking serious, operation to take him down. Sometimes it's better to avoid him and try and play the objectives. That's another good way of getting around Elrond. But if you need, if you have to kill Elrond, like it's a major part of the special rules, like of winning the game. The scenario, yeah. Yeah, play the scenario. Or, I just realized there's another option. He's strength four. Put a defense seven captain into him and just shield for days. Yeah. Tank yeah. him. You could probably do that for sure. Tanking him is probably another good way of dealing with him. But, but then again, uh, Elven Blade going two handed, three attacks. Are you going to go two-handed? two-handed. Well, if your opponent's uh, just risky. a captain that's uh, just continuously shielding, and if you have a spear support as well... Uh, I still... I don't know. It's very risky. You, you can't afford him to be doing nothing, so at least if you're you know, not too handy, you can still 
get a whack at him every now and then. If your opponent's shooting, he's going to be rolling sixes, most likely. Four attacks minimum on most generic captains. Yeah. I'll tank him with the undying and really put the pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it always comes tank back to ring cast- rates, doesn't it? It no, always comes no, back actually, to ring better rates. Better one, better one. 40-point Castellan. Oh, yes. that's Okay, there's the perfect counter. Perfect. Best counter. Done. 40-point Castellan. Yep. Stick that in Elrond's face and laugh. Winning the Defense 4 version on 4s. It's exactly what you want. Take a Mogul Blade if you really want to, and maybe you'll get a chance to stab it into him. Get rid of that rerollable fate first, though. Yeah, that's true. If you can. Oh, yeah. yeah, good luck. Because he's, he's not going to use it if you strike him normally. A no, he can tank a Mimac. Um, I'm really struggling to think of stuff that can really, like, I'm going to deal with Elrond. In my experience, yeah, you can surround, you can trap. If you uh, Traps win games, guys. Traps win games. We know Except that. they don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you got, I, I found if you got that high strength, if you got high courage, just surround him and kill him. So for in the botch, yeah. Like I said, isolate, isolate. Draw out his might. Draw out his might. Get him away from his troops or kill his troops, and then take him down with obscene amount of numbers. We always come back to the basics, but it's the basics that are going to win you games against models like Elrond. Yeah. So I think we've covered pretty much everything there, guys. Jeremy's nodding his head in the green in the background. <laughs> May have gone on a bit too long. We hear you guys like the length, though. Like a little bit more content with us just saying whatever comes there to mind. There wasn't very much content in this. This was more That's us all right. That's on for, well, what was it, 30 Do your now? basics. Traps win games. Elrond's pretty good. Isolate targets. Let's have a score. Tiernan, what did you think? I, I think he's pretty good, although I'm not a huge fan of the Master of Rivendell version, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, he's only Defense 4, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I only no. just noticed that aside myself. Aside from yeah. the priority, aside from all the other good stuff he gets, yeah. Anyway, with the latest version of him, getting that three heroic strike, I'm probably going to have to go with a nine and a half. Wowee, okay, all right. He, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty tough, he's hard to put down. I mean, and Alfred's always an option to give him uh, might again, so it becomes <sighs> even more survivable. We, Alfred is answer. always an option that you should never take, okay. <laughs> we are never going to use Alfred as an option for making a hero okay. That's an awful it's, idea. It's an awful idea. That, that, that's not really what I was... Yep, yeah, okay. Kylie, okay. Kylie, your score. Um, regular Elrond, I will give a 8. The new Elrond with the free strike, I'll give him 9. And the priority Elrond, I'm going to give a 10. Oh, big fat 10 there for Pajama Elrond. Oh, oh, oh I are, love we it. Do, are we doing um, uh, scores for each one of them? Oh, you can if you want. <laughs> no, no, go on, Matt. What do you think? Well, no, no. What would you give to the other ones? Go on. Quick. Okay, fine. I would give the normal Elrond a uh, a nine and the Master Rivendell a seven. Oh, boo! Only a seven for Pajama Elrond. He's just trying to get a nap. I would give Pajama Elrond a nine. I think I'd give a special boosty Elrond with his extra fight value also a nine, and I give regular Elrond eight. Dwarven guys trying to take a bath out of ten. Were there 10? There was more than 10. There was 13. Let's pretend there were 10. And I think we're done here, guys. I think we've said everything there can be said about Elrond, the model, the guy, the all-round top bloke. Thank you for listening, guys. And remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. 
or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.